To our new passengers, aloha and welcome. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone, and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. The show will begin momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Welcome to Dave's Disney View Podcast, provided on our own version of the information highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking please. Thank you. Dave's Disney View is a look at the Walt Disney World Resort and sometimes beyond, as seen through the eyes of Dave, a frequent visitor, a one-time cast member, and an engineer who simply enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. Now, please keep your party together and put on your virtual mouse ears. And by all means, enjoy the show. You'll have a great time going on rides at like um, 11 o'clock. Go, go at 12.15 over to any ride that's good. You normally got a line and walk right on. I thought they were open until like 11. They watched the fire. They extended the hours. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, they extended the hours. They'll do that once in a while when they see the park crowds going the right way. That's cool. Make a little more money and keep people happy. Exactly.
as much as I miss Mr. Toad, the blue rod is pretty cool, and they've redesigned it very nicely to have these honey walls are pretty slick. I like the, like the design on that. And uh, the weird thing is the Fast Pass is over by Mickey's Fall of Magic, which if you don't, if you're not aware, is over by the uh, the carousel right behind the castle. And who uh, is all the way in the corner of Fantasyland. So kind of an odd place for it, but I guess it makes sense while they're doing the uh, construction. In fact, then we'll take a ride.
Japan ride is always crazy. It's always a 60 minute wait. Fast pass is the only way to go. Yeah.
Zinc lap floor, right?
I do love the uh, Laugh Floor by Monsters, Inc. There's one thing about it. It's, it's really a visual medium. They take, the, they take the monsters and they make them interact with you in, in, the, in the audience. And I just think that's really spectacular. But you really need to see it for yourself. So I didn't get any audio from it um, specifically for that reason. And also, you know, trying to, try to not spoil it or uh, you know, violate their copyright. Um, I know that they, they're very particular about that. So I just so decided not to record it. But go and see it. It's absolutely worth it. It's a lot of fun. And I know I mention food a lot when I come on this uh, on this podcast, and I know I did all the all the food stops here in the Magic Kingdom. But the Magic Kingdom is funny to me because there's just not that many great food options here. I mean, I know you have Cinderella's Royal Table and you have the um, Tony's Town Square Restaurant, but other than that, I'm not that uh, enamored of the food choices that they have. You know, it's a lot of hot dogs and hamburgers and a few other things, but it's uh, just not that fascinating to me. And it's it's kind of funny you know, when I look at it and I realize just how. The choices just aren't there. You just don't have that same feeling. You know, you come in and you go, "Wow, it's just not that, not that great." And it's not that it's bad. It's just not uh, what you'd expect. I mean, with all the high-end options you have for like the Disney Vacation Club and other things you can do, it's just funny that in the Magic Kingdom there aren't that many great food choices. Um, maybe that'll change when they put the new uh, uh, Fantasyland expansion in, and they'll have the Beast Castle and be some other options available. But it just seems kind of funny to me that none of the other things they've tried. I mean, over the years they've had literally hundreds of different choices that have come along and they put in as food choices. You know, you've had uh, pizza places and you've had uh, different uh, different things that have come up, and they've tried different experiments like the yeah, Noodle Station. And for whatever reason, they just don't work out, and it, it always kind of comes back to the same thing where it's just okay, nothing really spectacular. And it's kind of funny how they keep kind of coming back to those things. It just surprises me a little bit. And, you know, the the portion you get is okay, but the price is a little high. And you kind of go, eh, and the food isn't that good, but you're a captive audience. Where are you going to go, right? 
um, I guess you could leave and go to one of the hotels and you know, have a, a meal there, but yeah, it just kind of it, it ruins the ambiance and it kind of doesn't marry up to exactly what Walt was thinking, where it was not every not something you get every day. Because here it's pretty much what you see every day. It's not really you know that interesting, but. I guess, you know, over time it's, it evolves and things change and maybe it'll change again for the better. It's just an observation, just something I've, uh, I've been noticing over time. I love striking up conversations with people just sort of randomly. I uh, started talking to a guy a couple of minutes ago about um, the way the park used to be uh, and the fact that uh, we both remember that there was a steel drum band that used to play out here regularly uh, in uh, Adventureland. And, um, you know, it was kind of fun, and he, had, he was reminding me that he had some pictures of him and his kids out there with the, uh, watching, the, uh, watching the, uh, the steel drum band play, and I was remembering that, too, and uh, it was always kind of fun. So here's a little clip from the steel drum band I'd like to play for you. memories on that one. Of course, that was recorded because they don't do that anymore. Uh, this, the, uh, the entire park has gone more, I don't know if the word is upscale or highbrow or something, but it's just changed. It's not what it used to be. It's a very different sort of thing than, uh, than it used to be uh, in that regard, where it's, you know, there it used to be more of an everyman's kind of park, and now it's more of a, I don't know, uh, you know, because of, the, because of the rent district you're in and how much they charge for admission, it's become a higher brow entertainment. Now, that's no, there's nothing wrong with that per se, because what they're doing is raising the quotient and making it more interesting and potentially making it uh, um, more compelling. You know, if you left it like that, you know, it, it becomes very simple. And I think, you know, in some ways, Walt Wadden would have wanted it to evolve as well into something more sophisticated and, you know, having some things in here that are different. So that's, that's my take on it. So I, I guess it's a good thing. From all of us, thanks for taking a listen to the podcast today. 
If you're standing, please hold onto the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the show stops completely and the doors open. Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your personal belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand. As this concludes our journey, we hope that you enjoyed the show and that you drive home safely. Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net for his contributions to the show. And also to Craig for the original music you hear on the show. You can find Craig's music over at ReverbNation.com slash sound A. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the show, please feel free to contact Dave at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Show notes and links to other great content on the web can be found at disneypodcast.net. Now, I will raise the safety bar, and a podcaster will follow you home. Ha 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 ha!